The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. My name is Darian Douglas, and welcome back to The Working Artist Project. Tonight, as usual, it's me and Greg in the spot. What up, Greg? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Douglas? How are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, just living life. I got the COVID vaccine, so, you know, I'm I'm, I'm uh, almost immune to everything in life. I don't know if you know that or not. Man, that's awesome. Congratulations on getting the vaccine. <laughs> I'm going to try and get mine next week. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. I, Tonight, I, well, go know, ahead. having had COVID once, <laughs> I heard you can get it again and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's try not to get it two times, you know. No, it sounds horrible. Man, tonight we have a very special guest and and uh, uh this guy is an, an amazing musician, an amazing father and also an amazing person and you know that that's what it takes man that's what it takes it takes all three of those things i don't know if joe remembers this greg you you guys kind of grew up together so y'all known each other for a long time but i first met joe at snug harbor way back in the day i think he was around 15 or something i was in college and and alvin filder he called me on the phone. He said, man, this kid, his name is Joe Dyson, and you you need to go check him out. And so I said, all right. So I went down to New Orleans and, you know, and I saw, I think he was playing with uh, Jesse McBride. Tuesday night. Tuesday, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, bruh, I, I almost quit the drums, man. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should be an astrophysicist or something else, man. Do something easy, man. Because it's something kid. easy, right? <laughs> Because he's smashing. He's smashing. He's playing like a grown man. I'm still trying to figure out how to play a paradiddle. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Well, man, I, I'm I'm just glad you didn't see Joe play when he was nine or ten. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> Joe was playing all kind of drums back then. <laughs> for, oh, oh, as long as I can remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tonight's guest is the one and only Mr. Joe Dyson. Y'all welcome Joe Dyson to the show. Well, what's going on, everybody? How you feeling? <laughs> Joe, what up? What up? Man, so, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> catch us catch us after. We're going to do our comedy bit. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, Joe, we, we, got you, we got you here tonight to talk about something very special. It's your debut album, right? That's right. It's my debut album. And it's, uh, it's called so, Look Within. Yep. Look within. This is my first push as a uh, as a solo uh, artist, and um, I'm just really excited to to have this record out. Um, it's been a long time coming. I actually started uh, writing this music um, 2017, and was able to find a you know a great band from back home in New Orleans to to play the music, put it together. We recorded the project after you know really getting the music tight. We recorded it. Um, in uh, August of 2018 and then I sat on it for a whole year after that and I was always just like I'm gonna come back to it I want to come back to it with fresh ears and um, listen to it to make sure 
at the um, the vibe that I thought was there is actually there, and everything sounds great. And of course, you know, you let life get in the way. In in some ways, I I, I made a statement yesterday that, um, as Mister Bat would say, like I, you know, it, it jumped out at me, and I had to, you know, I was paying attention to it. Um, I I basically was placing the blame on my touring schedule to say like um, I don't have the time to to do this right now. And, um, you know, the creator has a, a way of doing things. He gave me a whole pandemic to have all the time in the world to sit down and listen to this record and get it mixed and mastered and uh, get it out to the people. So it's finally being able to be released this uh, within less than a week now, March 5th, uh, this Friday coming. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Man, huge congratulations. I, you know, for those of you who, who are watching and don't really know the effort and energy it takes to put out a record, you know, it's, it's, it's truly a lifelong process um, in just being confident enough to feel like you have something to say on a record. But uh, more practically speaking, actually physically doing it, like getting the band together and mixing, mastering, promoting, all that stuff, that takes years and years and a lot of money too, man. So congratulations on uh, making that all happen, man. It's, it's a quite an accomplishment as an artist. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. <laughs> so tonight we're going, we're going, uh, later on, we're going to play a couple uh, tracks from that record and y'all get a sneak peek. And at some point tonight, we'll also tell you where you can go get that. Maybe you can even pre-order it somewhere. I'm pretty sure you can. And, uh, you know, make sure y'all give Joe all y'all money because uh, <laughs> it's a pandemic after all. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> so, Joe, I, I want to jump into, because you brought it up, your, your heritage, your New Orleans heritage, which to me is is uh, special. It's a very special thing. And you come from a family of musicians. If I, if I remember correctly, you once told me you're from the Lasty family, right? No, I'm not oh. from the Lasty family. Um, I, my family, they are they are musicians, and they we have a, a whole on both sides of the family. On my mom's side, we have um, uh, singers, and you know, even th there's MCs and rappers that come on that side. And on my uh, my father's side, um, I have a, a lot of singers. I have a lot of cousins that play instruments and my grandmother she sang and my my father he plays organ and, and the bass and my uh my grandfather he also played piano and violin and then um even going further back the my my grandmother she told me about uh, her father who played like several instruments um and that's the the uh the Traxler family and then you know my uh my my last name is is complicated <laughs> but uh yeah we have a a whole bunch of uh family uh artists that's, that uh, that continue to play and um that was my my upbringing the lasty family that's connected to Herlin Rowley right right i and, see um, i thought you was in there too my bad my bad my bad oh no 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 <laughs> there's no worries the, there's a funny joke that uh, my father would tell me because I, I mean I, I know some of the connections that we have, but I um, I personally haven't gone to the uh, to these families in particular to ask them, hey, are we are we related? My father would say, oh, you found this out or you found this out. I was like, you know, Dad, I found out this. I was talking to my grandmother. She said this, and my papa said this, and blah blah. blah. He's like, oh, okay, okay. You're learning your history. He's like, don't look too close. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I never, I never uh, fully investigated everything, 
but um, I do know that there's a there's a lot of music in the family for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. So, man, so what was like again coming from musical family? Like, how did you end up playing drums? Out of like, I mean, if you come from a family with all these cats playing these wonderful instruments, how did you uh, become a, a percussion player? I think for me it was um, a natural progression. My mother, she uh, she's actually gotten on me recently about this. Uh, I my um, the answer that I have been going with was that I, I started playing at two and. You know, I would I remember the moments of being next to her while she was cooking and all that type of stuff and, you know, taking out the pots and pans and, you know, finding spoons and the back of hangers and making sticks with them and putting rhythms together. But she says, oh, no, it started way before that. You was turning rhythms all around in my stomach and all that. You were, <laughs> you were ordained to play the drum. So I, I have to say that now for the record when she goes back and watch this. Yeah. Hi, mom. If you're watching, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's crazy because, like, I, you know, Darian kind of told, you know, mentioned his mm-hmm. his first memory of you, and I guess, man, I gotta say, my first memory of you is is meeting you at jazz camp when I was, I guess, I must have been twelve because I had just moved to New Orleans, and mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I hadn't grown up with too many musicians in my life, and I just remember like seeing you and Jonathan Baptiste, I think the same day we were in big band playing Buddy Bolden and yeah. you were playing like a, you're playing like a groove. You're playing like a New Orleans street beat kind of groove. And I just turned and looked and I was like, man, that cat is so killing. And then like, you were so small, like we couldn't, like you couldn't see you over the dress. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> But man, it's like, man, man you I always just, my, my, you know, my first impression was just like, man, that cat can play. Like, that's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I, those are some of my fondest memories being at the camp because a lot of, you know, uh, obviously the wealth of teachers that were there, like, were amazing just to be around them. Um, uh, Darren, you mentioned uh, Mr. Fielder. Elvin Fielder was one, you know, great instructor there and he, I mean, he was a wealth of a fountain of of knowledge, constantly saying, you know, just spewing out information and facts. I mean, I I can hear him right now. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, me too. Ah, uh, Joe. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Have you ever I mean, heard of Sunny Moon Two Shoes from St. Louis? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But I mean, and the, 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 I mean, the list goes on. You know, Mr. Bat, Alvin Baptiste, and then there's Mr. Uh, Mr. Kerr, Clyde Kerr, and Mr. Kid, um, and and all the other guys that was coming around. It's the first time I met Donald at the camp. My uh, my my mentor and band leader for uh, you know for a long time, and uh, and also my peers. Like I mean, obviously you, Greg, and and um, Courtney Bryan that was there, and Christian and, and Troy. I mean, it's Chris Royal, like all of those guys. I mean, some of those guys actually with Chris Royal and, and Troy, they were at my uh, my elementary school. They were, um, I mean, they were my my elder by a few years, but they, we were all in the marching band together at uh, McDonough 15. And that was with uh, Jerry McGowan as the band leader. And I mean, that, that school was, I mean, thinking back on it, they really did like an, an incredible job of like putting uh, like a creative arts elementary school together, just to have that foresight to put something like that together and have so many, uh, t- you know, young, talented artists come in and be able to give them a, a place to grow. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, programs like that, like literally, I'm still seeing those names. I mean, Mr. You know, John, he just won the globe. You know, Ooh, and, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, Christian is nominated for a Grammy. Troy's, you know, obviously Troy himself, like he's putting out all these records. Courtney's literally did a symphony. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, performed at the, uh, with the LPO. Uh, I think she she's like now like the commission, like she's a commissioned artist with the LPO, where she's like working for them full time, and her job is to just like do commissions. Yeah, I mean, it's those. You know, I can honestly, we can honestly say that those are our peers, and you know, we've known them for quite a while now. So I mean, I, I am very grateful to that that program and and just that that time and space. It always brings up, you know. Uh, beautiful memories that that warms the heart. Yeah, you can't really put a price tag on mentorship, and and, and I think all three of us have been really lucky to, to have those titans in our life, who oh, yeah. pointed us in the right direction. And you, Joe, specifically, man, you you had all those people you named, plus Donald Harrison, yeah. you know, plus Alvin Baptiste, who who you you and That's Greg, right. me me you and Greg, we all share some Alvins. Yeah. And and <laughs> and then you got to college and you had Ralph Peterson, man. Are you are you lucky? Cause can we go play the lottery? Can you pick my numbers? Cause <laughs> you want lucky brother. I, I don't I don't I don't want the I don't want the luck to run out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, Mr. 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 Ralph, R Mr. RP, amazing, brilliant artist. I mean, we we the world was uh, was gifted time. I don't want to say we lost him. Uh, the world was was gifted him for uh, for the 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 time that we had him, and um, there was so much information and 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 so much artistry that he has given the world. And I'm I'm grateful for the the time and space that I was allowed to share with them. Um, first time I was with him, it was uh, that was my sophomore year of college. And I wind up being able to to grab one of his lessons, and I didn't realize at the time how how uh, how great that was, uh, because for one, all of his ensembles and all of his lessons were always booked and always full. He always had a waiting list of students that had been waiting for years to to get in the, a position of his. And all I did was just you know click once, and then I think an ensemble, one of his ensembles, I was referred to the ensemble. And um, I instantly, you know, went at him and 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 asked him, you know, all that he had to know about, for one, being around um, Art Blakey, because I, I had heard that he was like one of, uh, if not the only one of the uh, the few drummers who actually got the chance to sit down and play next to to Art. Uh, the Art had a big band at one point, and he had another drummer that that would sit uh, sit next to him, and um, and Ralph was like his right hand man, you know, always there. Um, and I mean, not just that, like he was a, an amazing composer, a, an, um, an amazing, you know, teacher, um, philosopher. He, I mean, this guy did everything. He was a black belt. He was an instructor for a dojo. Man, he played the shit um, out of the trumpet too. <laughs> yeah, amazing <laughs> trumpet player. I, I was in, I, I didn't find that out until I was in his lessons. Um, I started asking him, you know, more about like, you know, what could I do to 
to get this together because of course I had been on the road at that time in college I was touring with with Donald I, I started touring with Donald really my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college that's when we really started touring heavy and by that time of my sophomore year there was more stuff that I wanted to put together for that band and you know really put uh Blakey sound together like really piece it together and um I was getting a lot of that obviously with Donald like you know, sound check is like classroom for, for us. So I was really getting a lot from him, but you know, it, it also helps to um, have someone else give you a, a different perspective, a different side of it. Also being a drummer, there's certain things that he can eloquently put together that you can instantly just, just get and, and, and hear. Uh, but for him, he would sit down in the lessons and like, he just, you know, save a few words or you know cer certain little things and, and say like let's go through this tune and then he'll take out his trumpet and and play the heads i mean hammerhead he'll be playing the, the melody to that or like um or, or moaning or wh whatever it is like he was like truly proficient at the horn and he'd sit on the piano and you know play a little bit and and, and really have some really dense voices beautiful you know beautiful ideas I, i've seen him in an ensemble class like pick up the bass and move around on the bass, dance around me, like just prolific, prolific artist, man. And he was really there to, to help me envision what it would look like being a drummer and, and being in the, um, as the head, as the helm of, of, of the, um, the, the band and being able to lead a band, um, not just, uh, you know, playing the drums and, 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 you know, being the the uh, the spotlight of the show. I mean, this guy was like I said, he was a great composer. He was sharing his process of writing and and you know how songs came to him and and what validated that. And, and then also like the the stuff that you have to do on and off stage of, of being a band leader. I mean, he was. I, I'm truly grateful for him. He he was a, an amazing amazing man, and. um yeah, he's he'll definitely be missed. Def, definitely not forgotten. His music is 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 too complex to for that. I mean, like literally, it's in this vast. It's vast. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like I like how you put that, man, because you you really that that was beautifully put. What you learned from him, and I think that I could see it and hear it in your your record, Look Within. And I want to take a moment now to listen to the title track. Joy and peace within Look within Even when life is like it's dark and full of grim
Yeah, Joe, that was that was tight, man. Oh man, thank you so much. That's yeah, so beautiful. A, yeah, absolutely. We had a great time. <laughs> Joe, Joe, can you tell us who's on the record? Yeah, absolutely. That's um well for one, uh the person singing is uh my sister. I affectionately call her my little big sister. <laughs> uh, she, uh, her name is Joelle Dyson, but um, her acronym for uh, uh, for singing, her stage name is L E L E. Um, and the guys that I have on the uh, the full recording is uh, Stephen Lands on trumpet, and uh, Stephen Gladney on tenor saxophone. I also have Jason Weaver on the bass and Oscar Rosignoli on the piano. And also on this track in particular, uh, on percussion, um, is Daniel Sadownik. That's what's up. Uh, thanks. I like that you reached back home and you you even got your little sister on that joint, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I um, for me, I I really wanted to uh, have a representation of home. Uh, New Orleans is such an important place for me and my growth and development, and um. I just wanted to share that with the world and uh, especially, you know, adding my sister to it was like this, the sense of showing, you know, the, the kinship that I have with my family. And that's, that's the earliest memories of music that I have is, uh, you know, being with them and, and, and uh, whether it's in church or at home and, and figuring it out <laughs> and, uh, and, and just sharing, you know, where there was no, real stipulations. It was, it was all joy. And, you know, we was sharing, uh, just sharing the energy from, from what we felt and, and what we heard. Right. I mean, the, the recording turned out really, really beautiful. And, and it's, I think it's a special experience to, to share, to share the bandstand with people you love and also wonderful musicians, you know, so to have that all, all together at once is really a blessing. Um, you know, I, I know you're a deeply spiritual person, and I was wondering if you could kind of talk about, um, the, the, you know, the, the lyrics are "Look Within" and and how, how did you come to um, to to making that the uh, the title track and the name of your your record? Um, well, the lyrics themselves they um, they actually came while I was uh, traveling. I was I was actually where was I? I was just leaving um, the U.S. I had just got to, I think we were in uh, Rotterdam, not Rotterdam, what is the other one, uh, Amsterdam. We had just flew into Amsterdam and I was trying to get to Paris from there. Somehow they had us connected through Amsterdam as opposed to going straight to Paris. And it was a really rainy day, you know, it wasn't that, that uh that beautiful however like you know it still it didn't deter you know the feeling of just you know being grateful like i'm you know you're still working i'm still able to be out here on the road and pro provide for family and everything and i knew that uh i mean just li literally at that moment of me getting off the plane and getting on the bus i just remember like some lyrics like coming down the melody of the song had already been there but um the lyrics they just started attaching themselves to the melody. So I instantly like took my phone out. I was like, I need to jot this down. I need to keep this here. And I would keep little phrases here and there. And I think over the course of that, that tour, uh, within the week and a half, like I had the song piece together uh, for the at least the lyric portion. 
and uh, the the working the working title for the project was actually um, another title for the album was Pious Walk because uh, that was one of the uh, the first songs um, that when actually Look Within was the first song that came. Uh, but when I was sitting at the piano and developing some other stuff, that was one of the titles that was kind of was kind of sticking. And um, but for some reason, like the the song "Look Within" had um, it just started taking more uh, more presidents over the project itself. And um, I thought it would be more uh, more inspiring to others um, who uh, who are walking uh, the journey, whether it be in um, at, um, other people that are artists and you know developing other things for themselves or you know if you're um you know just people who are taking their walk in in life and um having you know some type of reflection of self-doubt or whatever it may be it was just a moment to like step back and remind yourself that you you know you have a gift you have um you have breath in your body and you and you're able to uh to find what it is that um, you're looking for it's 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 all within no matter what things look like how you know how things may appear to be like the the, the vision is still within inside of yourself uh, that energy all you have to do is literally just tap into the source tap into the energy inside and um it'll manifest i, I at least that's what i i uh, believe for myself and what i know for myself actually i like that man i, I like that because sometimes as artists we we can get bogged down by our own, our own, you know, psyche, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes right. the world can contribute to that. I was just having this, this conversation with my wife the other day as she's applying for uh, some jobs and, and she was having some self-doubt. And I was like, sometimes you got to get out of your own way. And, 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 you know, the first person I heard say that was Terrence Blanchard. And I was like, what, what does that mean? And, and then like, as you progress artistically, Sometimes you realize, like, wait, it's I'm in my way. I'm stopping me from getting to this next level or writing this piece of music or creating something beautiful. And so, what did Art Blakey say? Straight, you gotta, you gotta let the creator flow through you, and that's not put right. up that, <laughs> and not put up that wall. So that's that's a beautiful thing, man. And I think you you are tapped into the energy, and some people call it God or whatever. And and I and you know I think that comes because your father is a preacher, right? And so you, you've been kind of around that, that spiritual element. And so every time I'm around you, I feel it. And so I'm mm -hmm. wondering if you, how aware uh, of that you are and, and how often do you, do you uh, purposefully tap into that while creating? Um, well, it, for one, I do come, um, from a long line of, uh, I guess, priesthood uh, within my family. My father is a pastor. My grandfather and my great-grandfather uh, were all preachers. And um, for me, obviously, there's, there's either way you, you, uh, you try to look at it. Like I always say, I know that, that, that's not for me. I'm not, that's not what I'm, I'm here to do. Uh, however, like it, it always shows up in different ways, you know, and I, I'm learning now, like um, that energy doesn't have to necessarily be expressed in the, in the manner that we see it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to involve you walking up to a pulpit and, you know, 
talking to a congregation of people. Um, it could literally be through song or it can be through uh, your walk or how you, um, you know, how you transfer energy through uh, uh, conversation uh, to others or, you know, just through action in general. So for me, I think it, in some ways it's, it's, uh, it's second nature. Like I don't always mean to tap into it or anything. Like I, I think it's just kind of like a, a part of uh, my makeup and, and like, you're, you, like you said, I've been around it for a while now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm appreciative of it. I, it took me some time to like actually, you know, look at it in a sense and say like, this is, this is a blessing. And um, I have something that I can share with others um, and help them, you know, wh whether, whether that is to, you know, help them see a brighter side of life or, uh, you know, bring some type of, um, uh, help them bring uh, more fru fruition to their life. So I don't know that mm -hmm. at least for me, that's what it's, it's about. Do, do you feel like maybe like that, that comes to you because you've had so many great mentors in your life or do you, do you feel like that's something maybe that just kind of intrinsically exists in you? I think it's a mixture of both um, because the mentors that I've also had were also, I mean, are, were and are also spiritual people. Um, every time we're on a stage with, with the, the guys that, that I've been blessed to, you know, to apprentice under all of them, there's a moment where you can feel, you can feel them going into something deeper. Um, whether it's, you know, I've, I've, I mean, I can talk about Mr. Bat, you know, Mr. Bat, every time he touched the instrument, he was, he was moving energy through his horn. It wasn't always about like the notes. I mean, like the notes are there, you know, you work on that, you, you have that together, but you know, he's communicate. He was always communing, communicating something higher. Um, same thing with um, with Donald. Like there's there's these moments, you know, where we we're all getting on into something together, where he's he's tapped into something that's that's higher than the song itself, and it's higher than the moment of um, you know, just saying like, oh, I'm, I'm going to play this tune and I'm going to play these lines or licks and, and you know, this like, like the, the the language and the, the artistry of, of everything literally unfolds itself to where it's, it's just a higher, it's a higher source. Same thing with Dr. Lonnie Smith. There's a, um, <laughs> there's a picture that I have saved and I, I'm glad someone was able to uh, capture that. Um, Doc has this this way of getting inside the music where his he goes into a, a, a um, almost a, a contemplative meditative space um, where he's inside the music and you know his eyes are closed and you you can just feel that he's just tapped into something higher and you know witnessing that when you when you see that type of stuff uh, consistently like it, you can't help but have that type of thing rub off on you. There's like a picture of me me and him, like both with our eyes closed. We're like, you know, obviously all into the music. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely my mentors. Uh, I would say that they, uh, they've had some type of influence on that as well. And it, you know, just, it was a great thing that they're also spiritual. So it's something that could, could be communicated. Like we, 
we're always talking about life as opposed to like the, the specificity of music or what it is, um, you know, that this particular person is doing. It's, it's just like, no, we talk about larger subjects and, and how, you know, we as, as artists and, and spiritual beings, we're here to affect mm. um, the people around us. Absolutely. I like that, man. I want to play with your other song that you sent. And um, this one is for them folks who said you couldn't do it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we all had them, you know? It's like, of you course. can't do that. You can't. Yeah, okay, I'm going to show you I can do that. And uh, yeah. you, this one is aptly named Naysayers. And let's let's yeah. let's listen to it, and then you can tell us a list of folks who told you you couldn't do it. Now, scientifically, I know this does not exist, but we always use this term, our last nerve.
incredible really incredible joe oh thank you man joe who who is um who is doing the spoken word on that was that was it a recording from somewhere yeah so that's actually a uh a recording of my father's sermon wow at, uh, holy faith temple oh you got uh, everyone on the record <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was your daddy the time i heard it i said oh that's his daddy that boy okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Love that it, that uh the way that that uh, that idea actually came about, it was my first um, my first gig as a as a leader at Jazz Fest, and I found out that my family was going to be there. I found out my father and my mother, you know, my sister were going to be there, which was you know a surprise to me because the the performance was the last Sunday of Jazz Fest. I mean, those of you who know. You know, Jazz Fest is always on the weekend. And that last that last Sunday is like it's a special moment because it's the, you know, it's the last day. All these people are here. You got these people closing out and all that stuff. But Sundays is also important in my household because that's church. And my father pastors two churches. And um he decided to <laughs> come out. And I was just like, okay, well, let me let me do something that would also, you know, honor him and and Cause, and surprise him because I know he wasn't expecting none of that. I had this sermon and I knew I wanted to add another sample to to uh, for the performance. And literally 15 minutes uh, before the 
show, uh, as my lady would tell me, I'm I'm usually missed the last minute. I, for some reason, I feel like I I just get that's when my most creative energy comes. <laughs> so I'm I'm just in in the moment, and I I'm scrolling through my voice memo, and I was just like, oh, this is it right here. I remember this moment. I remember the time. This this thing will will speak to what I need for the record. And I wind up playing it on the show. And uh, my father's in the audience and, you know, actually wind up being a hit. So I was just like, I need to recreate this moment for the album. And it really worked out. So I can't, I can't list the people. You you asked me to list the names. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. But, yeah. yeah let's, let's shout them out loud. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> but I will, I will say, I mean, obviously there, there always, you know, be some people who are in your life that, um, you know, that they're not necessarily there as a, you know, a supportive, uh, supportive figures in your life, or that they may always be, you know, people who don't necessarily see what you see, or uh, they're not um, privy to the vision that you have. So they're only t- speaking from their perception of what they, what they see and what they, you know, feel. And, um, and that's fine. Uh, but I think anyone who is, who has a vision or who, um, who has something within them inside themselves and, and you see it clearly for yourself, it's your job to bring it to fruition. Um, otherwise it will, it will go to someone else. And, um, and, you know, it may be something that literally there is no example of in front of you. And that's part of the reason why you're given the, the, uh, the, the vision of seeing it. So you have to, to bring it to light so that others who are doubtful can actually see that it's possible. And, uh, and maybe you may be the inspiration to them to continue on whatever it is that, you know, that it is that you see. And sometimes that could actually be you, you know, you could be the person that, it's telling you, oh, that won't work. And, you know, that's never been done. And who's, who's going to do that? You know, man, I think that's one of the, I think, I think that's like one of the, uh, through, through my experience, that was like really the first time I think I've like really come into contact with that power. And I think it's, what's why music education and arts education is so important for, you know, the, the next generation of cats, because, you know, when you're playing in band and you write your first song, like that's, that's the first time you've like, maybe you can like acknowledge the creative, power that exists within all of us and you know and, and you, you do that in band and then you do that in life and, and it manifests in so many different ways so i appreciate you saying that absolutely so much man you know when i was listening to that track um man i just i was just thinking of mr bat the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and in in such a beautiful way man and and you know because that's that's kind of like I, I don't know you know, I don't like using genres. I guess that kind of comes from Mr. Bat. It's all music to me. But, you know, the kind of the way you play just feels like an extension of like the music I loved listening to growing up. And um, man, I was just wondering, like, how do you describe your music? Like how, how what, what is like if you someone was to ask you like, Joe, what kind of music? Like, how do you explain that to them? Because I've always had difficulty. It's not bebop. It's not modal. It's not like, what is it? <laughs> Um, in, in that regard, um, I feel like there's, there's certain elements that I always want to have that exists. Like I, I always want there to be like an underlying pulse of, of rhythm or a groove 
that someone could latch onto, um, just because like that's like part of the foundation of of um, how I hear music and how I was brought up in music. Like coming up in the church and not just in the church, but also in New Orleans, um, the the rhythm is so important. It's so um, so adamant to to have the a danceable element to it. Um, so I, I'm no matter what uh how obtuse the the ideas are with rhythmically or melodically i'm always trying to make sure that um you know just the strong rhythmic groove is 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 um somewhere at the forefront i mean so it's it's so obvious that it's in the back like you don't even think about it you just it's just happening and you're feeling it i feel like that bring helps bring the listener along and then uh, i mean i'm i'm always going for, you know, singable melodies. Like I, I always wanted to, the melody to be infectious to where once you walk away from the song or you, you walk, you know, you walk away from the performance, you're, uh, you're going home or you're at your job or, you know, you're on the bus or the train, wherever you are driving, walking, the melody comes back up and it's there. You can't get it out. Um, and the harmony is really like something I, I'm, I'm still exploring like I like a lot of my ideas this was like the first time I was able to just kind of give myself the permission to really say I'm going to give my space to uh, get give me give myself the space to just explore what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling um harmonically speaking at at, at that point and um and and just figure out what that is the best way possible and I I was able to have some great you know great musicians to to come in and um you know make light of what uh what i presented to them and um a lot of the um the guys that i have you know they have strong backgrounds of you know really learning the language of uh you know the the great music of bebop like like really trying to understand how how um you know, the, this music creates a, a larger context of, of uh, communication and, and um, you know, just higher expression in general, but, but also like, you know, connecting to the other facets of, of, of music. Like, I mean, in New Orleans, we have a strong scene of, um, you know, like an avant-garde scene. And I, and I don't mean avant-garde in the, in the sense of like, where it's just, you know, cats are, it's just, some people perceive it to be like, oh, it's randomness or it's this, or it's this, this, this sound that's just happening. Like, I mean, these people are, are really tapping into something that that's uh, an expression of freedom in a sense. So uh, I'm always like that take actually was funny because I, we had taken maybe like one or two takes before and it was cool. It was like in the pocket, it was happening, but I was just like, I think I want one more take where we're just kind of like going for it. Like, you know, we just open, there's no, you know, we don't have to live by the boundaries of the music or anything like our confines. I just want you to freely express. So, I mean, I, I, those are long phrases to express my music. <laughs> I, I, really, at the end of the day, I just, I just really want, I want the people to be able to, uh, to just vibe with it. If, you know, there's, I want you to be able to move to it. I want you to be able to sing to it. And I don't want it to have this, um, this lens of being being like, oh, this is what my grandfather or my grandmother listened to, you know, or that's you know, jazz or, or whatever constructs that we of words that we're building to 
to, you know, describe the music itself. I just wanted to be something where people are saying, oh, I, I like what I'm hearing and I like what I'm feeling. It makes me do this or it makes me feel this way. And um, that's 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 the best thing that I can I can I can ask for, <laughs> yeah. at least. Well, look, man, you did that. You did that. And Joe, look, man, we coming, we coming to the end here. Unfortunately, I wish we had another oh, man, three hours. That happened but... quick. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, I do want to give the people an opportunity to connect with you and buy this record, Look Within. Can you can you let them know where they can do that at and how they can do that and when it's coming out and when they can come see you and all of that? Absolutely. So um, the album Look Within, my debut album, is out um in in uh the cyber world is going to be out everywhere uh but more in particular um i would like to direct the traffic to bandcamp if you go to bandcamp and search my name joe dyson uh you will see my page pop up and right now there is a pre-order that's available if you would like to do so now um however uh my album just so happens to fall on uh bandcamp fridays bandcamp fridays allows um, audiences to purchase the album and all of the funds that you use to purchase the album, you give a hundred, uh, Bandcamp is giving a hundred percent of those sales to the artists. They're, uh, waiving, they're waiving their fees and giving it directly to the artists, specifically artists right now who are all affected by the pandemic. Um, so if you do that, you're a hundred percent contributing to the artist. Um, you can follow my pages, um, in, on Instagram, I'm, I'm Joe underscore Dyson. Uh, I believe that on Twitter, I'm also Joe underscore Dyson. My Facebook page is um, at Joe Dyson Music. Or if you you know search my name, you can find my personal page as well as my uh, my artist page, and also my YouTube account. I believe that should also be Joe Dyson. Joe underscore Dyson. I'm not sure. I'm, Maybe Joe Dyson music. If you search my name, it is on there. Also, if you go to my website, joedyson.com, it has a link to all my social media. And um, you can always drop me a line there or, or on my social media pages. And um, I love to hear from you. And uh, if you have any more questions, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> also, I have a performance. Uh, you all said a performance. I, have, I just did a performance uh, last night at Smalls. So you can go to smalls.com and check it out, or you can go to their uh, Facebook page and uh, check out the shows from last night. And um, I have a, some more shows that, that are coming up soon. Um, April 28th, I'll be at Bar Bayou here in Brooklyn. And um, I have some other stuff, small stuff coming, and I have some announcements. So just stay tuned to the pages and you'll see what's happening. Turn on the post notifications. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hit there those go. post notifications. <laughs> And make sure y'all go to uh, uh, to Bandcamp on not this this Friday or next this Friday, Friday, March this Friday, 5th. March fifth, and download Joe's record. All you gotta do is search his name, Joe Dyson, and uh, that's how you give him all your money. So buy it five times because we out here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And Joe, it's it man, it's such a privilege and an honor to have you on the show, and and you know a privilege and honor to have you. Uh, call you a friend and have come up with you uh, all these years and, and been able been so inspired growing up with you you know hey man I, I think you're four or five years younger than me but I've always looked up to you man, so oh, man. all the guidance <laughs> and, and and all the wisdom and, and right. really showing us how it's done man so thank you so much for, oh, for all absolutely. that thank you absolutely. brother I appreciate you man much love I, to y'all man absolutely y'all my name is Darian Douglas 
And uh, my name is Gregory Ajid. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, brothers. I appreciate it. See y'all later. Peace.